Alright guys, welcome back uh, to Pleb Talk. This is episode 12, I believe. Um, it's been a while, and I'm glad to be back. Now, as you can see here, Sean is not present. Uh, he will be back, though, uh, just not for this episode. We have a special guest here. I want to present my good friend, Matt. Uh, we are drinking some can canijilla lemon pepino uh, cucumber drink, and I am wearing a 2018 away Belgium jersey, I believe. So here goes to this episode. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Hey everybody, we have a quick little word from our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. We also upload to Google Podcasts. That's right, it's really just that simple in the sense of copying your podcast link and throwing it into that podcast distributing website. And from there, it's all hands off. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And what's the best part about it, Asayo? The best part, Sean, is that it's completely, totally free for everybody. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. To find our direct link would be anchor.fm forward slash official. And back to the episode. All right, Matt. Welcome to the podcast, man. How you feeling? It's great to be here. What can I say? It's been a minute since I've been on air. Yeah. Well, this is our first guest, man, and uh, usually Sean gets the whole uh, technical side and the logistics side of uh, getting the podcast running. This is my first time, so hopefully, if you guys are watching this and hearing it with you know good or somewhat good audio, then it was a success. If you never see this video, then uh, unfortunately, I, I didn't do it. But um, hey, man, welcome, dude. How you doing? What's going on? What's new, bro? What 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 what, 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 what what's up, dude? Hey. I don't even know where to start. There's just it's been a pretty busy, yeah. pretty busy week. Yeah, a lot dude. going on. Yeah, a lot going on in the world. A lot going on in life. The macro, and micro. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. So I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna just get right into it. I'm gonna ask you a question, and, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens, bro. We'll see. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. Um, what is what is purpose? What? How do people find purpose? Why is it hard? Or maybe it's easy. What do you think? What? What? Let's unravel the question. What, what is purpose, man? I think it varies between each person. Okay. You know, you can't really specifically say what one's purpose is. I don't think yeah. it's something that you find out through traditional means. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of people don't even ever find their purpose. Mm. And that's that's unfortunate. Well, see that you know, there's some people that like kind of go through their lives and might never might not even ever like ask themselves like you know i gotta go find my purpose like you know sometimes it's maybe it's like too uh um cartoony for some people maybe it's like ah oh, you know purpose so you just kind of go to work you kind of go feed mm -hmm. your you know your family you pay rent and that's just kind of life there's no purpose and you know um romanticism of you know accomplishing life it's just kind mm -hmm. of go through it and then there's like i think people like us where we're like no you know there's there's something that we're not like religiously or anything like that. Like we have to, you know, accomplish certain thing, but maybe something that we feel that before we pass or go away to whatever's next, we must, um, complete. I don't mm -hmm. know, dude, what do you think? I think it's much easier to avoid your purpose than it is to actually find it. Mm. Because when you think about it, you know, finding your purpose is very much deconstructing the values that created you okay so you're looking at your entire foundation of your mm -hmm. life so who you are as a person and questioning everything the good and the bad and yeah. i think 
it's easy to look at the good yeah and you know it, it might be a little bit more difficult to objectively look at the good yeah yeah but looking at the bad is a much darker path to follow because you have to see everything and you have to see everything as it is there's no yeah. excuses for who you are yeah and not only that but the values that are given to you when you're born are from your family and from the different sociological factors yeah. that are kind of really imposing themselves on you so i mean society education all these different things so at the end of the day it comes down to you questioning those values yeah. and finding out what yeah. your true beliefs are that's kind of part of the purpose purpose finding rather yeah because a lot of times uh, you know we might be raised or, or brought up in maybe a bad area like in a society right it might not even be your, your your household right it could be like you know your, your types of friends that you make or the streets you grew up you grew up in and a lot of times people find purpose within that at a very young age and it just might not be you know uh <laughs> A, uh, right it might not it not be right that's just like the, the best way to put it not um meaningful or whatever and you know those people might not come out to be good people once they grow up to be adults right because mm -hmm. uh, they never like you said like stepped back and looked at okay you know this is what i was taught or brought up with does it go in line with what the whole world not that you have to follow what everybody else is doing but you know obviously there's there's right and wrongs um through society uh not everybody does that, man. I think a lot of people like end up in prisons because of that, because of maybe like wrong um, influences, and um, I don't know, dude. It's 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 so much to to think about that that of purpose, um, whether we should or not, dude. Um, is is there happiness with, with finding your purpose? Is there with finding your purpose? Do you think that it's also uh, like a pathway to happiness or or does happiness and purpose not have much in common what do you think i think they're directly tied together oh okay. but it's very complicated because it depends on how you define happiness yeah i think i want to say it was nietzsche i don't even know if i pronounce his name right i always pronounce it wrong but, um, nietzsche? nietzsche yeah but essentially the way he described happiness is something along the lines of kind of following your purpose whether it is difficult mm. or not and you know kind of enduring hardships and going through multiple things in yeah. order to achieve a greater fulfillment so essentially happiness boils down to fulfillment so that's kind of where it ties into purpose mm. but i think i think talking about purpose is almost um privileged in a way because oh. you had mentioned you know people that don't necessarily have access to a lot of the resources yeah and things that people of higher privilege might encounter mm. and so when we talk about purpose it's very it's a very privileged yeah. thing to talk about in a way because so many people lack the resources to yeah. search for purpose because there's so much going on yeah. when you're in fight or flight you don't really care where you end up as long as you survive yeah give me so. yeah give me an example of of maybe someone that doesn't have the opportunity to to complete or or pursue their purpose because of a um, obstacle like I don't know money maybe um, mm -hmm. opportunity right exactly yeah I, I think like I think there's a lot of people that might not have that opportunity yeah and as a society we have to look at that and yeah. figure out how we can help people grow as a whole okay. purpose is part of that but it's not yeah. necessarily all of it right but it, it is very difficult even 
even without right or right. even with privilege to figure out those things but without it it's, it's much more difficult so it's very hard to find a solution yeah. to something like that yeah because i mean for example maybe some some kid in a, like a third world country might you know believe right that his purpose is to um ar- be an architect and, and construct a like a, a a skyscraper right you know first of all living in a third world country you know education might cost money right so that's mm-hmm. just like you know from k or to uh, high school whatever you know they they have in, in that country and then it's going to college and then masters and whatever and then so like that right there is not saying impossible but quite quite hard Mm-hmm. as compared to someone that lives in the United States where it's, it's really more of a decision rather than um, uh, having the money. It's like, okay, you know, there's scholarships and stuff like that. I can, even if I don't have the money up front, there's a way for me to get there some way, somehow. Um, now, have you found your purpose? No. Okay. I, I don't think so. I think it's an ongoing process for me. I mean, right now, if we want to talk more about like from a philosophic standpoint, yeah. I have a friend. Okay. He runs a TikTok called yeah. the Science of Philosophy. Yeah. So, you know, follow that if you get the chance. Absolutely. But I asked him about this one night at like yeah. three in the morning. I was like, you know, like, <laughs> how does philosophy look at purpose? Yeah. And he saw it as, he mentioned The Spoke Zarathustra, which okay. was a book by Nietzsche. I don't, once again. Yeah, yeah. But, um, he described it as a three-stage process, and the first is you essentially are what is called a camel, which is something that you have been put into this situation where you have these values and you follow them. You're kind of just moving through life. You have unquestioning. You're kind of just witnessing and growing. Okay. And then the second phase is the lion. Okay. Now you're somebody that questions. You're questioning the very essence of who you are as a person, okay. your values, your beliefs, everything. And this is kind of that phase in early adulthood where you really try and come into your own. Right. And then the final stage is actually the baby because they are very much kind of in the present. They have their uh, own set of beliefs. Again, you're pretty much a blank slate. At this point, you're unassuming in a, in a way. Okay. And just re- very much reacting to the world around you in a very natural sense. Interesting. I, th- I mean, I think as a whole very old people and then very very young children are kind of on the same page as far yes. as experiencing everything now with this uh, what would you call it um, formula maybe or um, kind of like a structure structure do you not not that I'm trying to like <laughs> argue or anything but do you think that because I believe purpose can change right like you can find mm-hmm. a, not necessarily a new one but maybe a better one or a, a certain different tweak on what you thought was your initial purpose um, I would think that that might be the only like the weak suit of the structure just because it doesn't really allow for you to you know move mm-hmm. around with it assuming that you're already at the baby phase or, or um, uh, old person age elder age um, now go back to why you haven't found your purpose is it because Maybe you found one at a time and you saw you thought, no, this is, you know, I was on something for a second, but now that I'm at this stage with this purpose, it just, I can't see any further from this. Or have you just, like, really, your, your compass isn't having, you know, hasn't really aligned yet? I, I think, like, going back to the, the structure that yeah. I had mentioned, yeah. it's it's not necessarily a way of finding purpose, but it's necessarily, it's more a way of finding a true self. 
Okay. And I don't think you can know a purpose without knowing your okay. true self that's, and who you are fair. as a person. So I think I'm in that phase right now trying to figure out who I am yeah. as a person. Because I think it's strange. You have kind of almost a guide map right. that leads you yeah. down this road. You go to school. Yeah. You go to high school. Yeah. You go to college, maybe. Yeah. And then after that, there's nothing. You no. you kind of follow your career for the most part you know yeah. you you have a major yeah. that kind of guides that path but aside from that it's like if you don't like your job or anything like that a lot of things come into question yeah yeah you know very quickly yeah mm-hmm. um because uh, so i'll say if, at least from my my perspective i'd say that i agree i agree first finding yourself is key and then purpose will hopefully tag along or it's a lot easier clearer for you to find that for myself i maybe about two or three years ago i kind of came to the conclusion where now maybe i don't know if this is like as philosophical as maybe we're talking about but at least my starting point you know from the get from the get-go my my foundation is helping others i i came to the conclusion that i think that's what makes me most complete when i do is helping others whether it's like not necessarily like sacrificing myself um, for others to gain, but rather like assisting others when I see that, you know, I, I can d- definitely get them to the over the next, you know, uh, obstacle. I can I can help them. I've done that before, so I can help them. Or even like situations where I've never been in, I simply like get, can get into, you know, what their world or their headspace is mm-hmm. and be like, okay, you know, this happened, this happened, you can probably do this. And like me putting myself in that situation where I kind of like go through the the motions with them of their hardships or whatever, um, and then finding out that they they succeeded or they moved past that that hardship really makes me feel good, man. And I don't know, maybe it's a little selfish. Maybe it's like you know, I do it. I <laughs> I want you to suffer so I can go with you, and then we can both get out of this. But really, it's just because I want to feel good. It's you know, I I doubt it's like that, but it sounds like that. Um, I think that that's where my purpose is now. Now the bigger question is like, okay, so. If, now that I quote unquote found my purpose, does that mean I now have to find a career where I am constantly doing that? So, you know, big examples of that would be like, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a nurse or something like a hospital, uh, maybe like a police officer or something like that, a firefighter, you're, you know, you're, those are constant, you know, service uh, jobs, right? And I'm not really attracted to those jobs. Like, I, I just am not. I'm not sure why, but they just, you know they're action-packed and that, I think I want something like that in, in as a career where it's like something always new just boom 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 new right but I'm just not not into that uh, that field of work so a little contradiction there um, I don't know man I don't know uh, for career like an ideal career it'd be like a soccer coach or something like that mm-hmm. I'd really like that yeah but it has nothing to do with my purpose I mean I'm helping my team right but <laughs> yeah that's about it so I don't know man big questions and and it's interesting that you brought that up because yeah after high school um college like you said if you go there it's uh, there's no like blueprint of what's kind of what's next it's kind of like you know you maybe you found a spouse your boyfriend or girlfriend you i don't know get an apartment you get a house you know save up for a nice car have a family you know you know the rest so it's like i don't know dude do you want to do you want to follow through with that is that i mean it's like more of like an eventually thing but like until then i don't know what to do I don't like to make plans because it just okay. seems like such a, you know, ridiculous thing. Plans I, as in, what do you mean? Just in general, you know. I think like, you know, small plans like, 
are fine. Obviously, like sure. if I want to go on a trip next year, yeah, or something, yeah. you know, obviously that's a plan. But I just mean planning deep for the future, mm. as not financially, but rather like I want to be this. I want to be okay. this. Okay, you know, I want to do this. Yeah, it, it just things change so quickly, yeah. and I don't want to hold myself to a standard that doesn't. Yeah. appeal to me later on i don't know what i'm gonna be like in 20 years so yeah. i don't want to make plans for myself <laughs> in 20 years yeah as long as i can support myself that's fine but it just doesn't seem fair to impose that on myself so i'd rather just you know once again continue down this route of trying to figure out who i am yeah and every day that changes you know and that's okay yeah, yeah. but as long as i have core values i think like what you said right. having you know yours yeah. is kind of empathy yeah. and caring for people yeah mine's more creative like whatever i do needs to be creative based mm. so it's something that i enjoy you know and it is a little bit selfish as a whole i think we can yeah. consider anything that makes us happy yeah. selfish in a way but <laughs> yeah you know i think it's more than that it's more than that yeah, so I don't, I don't necessarily think either of us are selfish for that interesting now when you speak of being creative and you know obviously we're talking about art um so you, you put out a song before, or you have a song out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Space Ghost. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was jamming into the two other days, but it's good stuff. Thank you. Um, now, art. What do you think about art as far as... Because, um, look, one of the, so for example, this podcast, just on this last episode, I believe, um, I had talked to, to Sean, my co-host, and also I'm like, Art is so beautiful. It's like one of those only things that will live forever. Like not very many things are going to live forever. I, you know, obviously we won't live for, forever, but what you do as art will. And I find purpose in that as well because through the podcast, um, I want like my offspring and, and my generations after me mm-hmm. to kind of tap into this and like see, oh, you know what, what was grandpa or dad I said like? And then I can kind of find purpose in helping them through what I speak on here or what I've learned or whatever, mm-hmm. or my, you know, maybe I mess up or something. I say something wrong on here and they can then learn from that. Do you, with your art, do you find some sort of like message that you're putting out there for your offspring as well? I know you only have one song, but you know, I'm sure that you, you are mm-hmm. looking for, for inspiration all the time to put more music or more, I don't know, art, actual physical art or online art. Um, do you find, or do you kind of see, or why do you make art? Why? I think it's more necessity okay. than anything. Okay. And, you know, the song I have online right now is only one of, like, hundreds I've made. But mm. it's more, it's such a personal, intimate thing. I don't want to put yeah. anything out yeah. unless it's, like, unless it's something that I want to put out, you know? It, it, there's a lot of things that are personal yeah. to me that I don't necessarily want to put out there. But yeah. Do you have lyrics on other songs? Yeah, on oh, other okay. songs. Okay. A lot of other ones. But I just okay. don't, I don't put those out as much. And yeah. part of it's also, like kind of taking a perfectionist approach to those things yeah, yeah so i don't want to put anything out unless i know it's like incredible <laughs> and i don't think i'm at that level yet you know ah that's that's the problem with an artist i feel mm-hmm. like they're a little bit too picky on themselves they're too hard on themselves and you know i'm sure that you I've, I've, that's the only song i've ever heard you play no no you know what no you've played you sent me some samples before i think actually mm-hmm. and i don't think any of them had uh, lyrics though but all of it was pretty good like catchy right yeah and it's funny that you say that. I, I hadn't. I never thought about that. About you thinking that you uh, you put too much of yourself out there. Of course, if you have lyrics on there, then of course yeah. you're, you're putting some sort of message or, or I don't know, story that happened to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but songs without lyrics are just 
a little different, but still very personal in a way, mm-hmm. you know, with the whole creative process. Um, but damn, dude, that's, that's crazy. Well, I think with sound as a whole, you know, it's with art as a whole, rather, yeah. it's just that, you know, there was this book, I, man, I can't even remember the name, but mm. it's by this, uh, this author, John Lederach. Mm. And he talks about this painter. And when she was younger, she grew up in Colombia. And it was when, you know, Pablo Escobar had been killed. And pretty much every gang over there were just involved in a massive, like, conflict. Because there was a right. vacuum, right. power vacuum. And so, during this time, she witnessed, like, atrocities. Like, absolute atrocities. Her family, members of her family were killed. Wow. Things of this nature. So, what she did was she started painting. Hmm. And... I also saw it in a movie where this there was this man. It's called The Missing Piece, and this man um, was in. I can't remember where I'm blanking on the place right now, but it was during the Khmer Rouge's rule, okay. and Pol Pot was the dictator. Yeah, and essentially, he he witnessed his whole family being slaughtered and all these horrible things. But when he made a movie about it, he used clay figures to tell the whole movie and he projected things onto them so he projected historical footage onto the clay figures I see and same with the painting of the woman that I previously mentioned she painted things that were they abstract? they were abstract okay and it was because when it comes to dealing with things that are that heavy yeah or just emotions in general it's hard to speak on them yeah it's hard to kind of explain them in words some things are beyond words and that's where Art fills the gap. Like you, we, it doesn't necessarily need to be negative emotion of like course. that. Like you can't, of course. of course, you can't. It's hard to describe love. Yeah, and that's why you know I have a problem with a lot of artists that kind of are purely lyrical mm. and try to tell a story with just lyrics. Okay, but without making the song feel like it's something. I see. I see. You know, it's the same with movies too. You can write right. a beautifully written movie. But if the if the images on the screen don't sit, take you to that place yeah. that's beyond words, there's no connection. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's no connection. Interesting. So so this Colombian artist, she would do like abstract. Was she do like any figurines, or is it just kind of like you know, um, like colors or? From what I how, remember, how abstract it was, just was it? A lot of just colors and different okay. things of that that's nature. crazy and yeah. that to her is personal but for us, someone like us that would just you know see the painting without knowing the background we'd be like oh so, you know it's a nice color scheme or you know contrast or whatever but to her that's you know emotions per per uh, swipe or uh, um, uh, brush yeah that, and that's a that's a weird thing with art too I mean mostly with like actually no, I would say with all art mm-hmm. but like the context is pretty important when you think about it like some some would argue that it isn't and a piece of art should be judged based on the piece of art but i remember years ago decades probably now there was this piece and it was a crucifix Mm. and it just had a black uh backdrop and it was this beautiful photo but it was called piss christ Mm. and people were like why is it called piss christ and it's because the artist had put this crucifix in like a small like black bucket and pissed on it Mm. And took a picture and looked beautiful, but the context of the photo yeah. was outrageous. You know, like yeah. people were up in arms about this picture, piss Christ. I remember that. I remember that. That was that was pretty big. That was like in our lifetime, wasn't it? I believe it was in oh, early two thousands or late nineties. Yeah, I, like I remember that. that. I remember that quite vividly. And that's the interesting about artists, man. That's the interesting thing about artists. Um, 
the perspective at, on which artists make things and then the perspective where the viewers uh, view the art like two completely different um um like levels like if, for example like movies like you know we watch movies quite a lot you know and when if we if you were to direct a movie you'd be like no nah, this is the good stuff right this is some good mm -hmm. stuff because like you you're putting out what you want right you like this is exactly how i imagine this scene and you know this actor saying this and the way that she responds whatever but then comes you know <laughs> the the theater opening day and the fans not seeing your vision it's like what was the point of that but you're you know with you know you thought like no this is gonna be crazy and the reception versus you know the the artistry from the artist is is two completely different things and a misunderstanding perhaps now does that mean that he's a bad artist or you're a bad director i don't know i don't know because is, is your job then to entertain or for you to like, entertain the audience or for you just to you know put out what you think is art see that's just a you know that's kind of the question is like what is good or bad art right mm -hmm. and that's just interesting dude that's just interesting you know maybe it's maybe are you a valid director type of thing so with this colombian um artist the reason maybe she got so much traction is because she was actually living in Colombia during those mm -hmm. times. And like you said, she saw these things. So that kind of gives her some sort of validity, right? Like, okay, you know, she knows mm -hmm. what she's doing type of thing. But now have someone that, you know, paints the same thing that she does, but it's from, you know, <laughs> L.A. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's like, then it's like kind of what is the director or the artist bringing to the table before their work is presented? I think the authenticity is important mm. because... You know, part of me kind of looks at artists like Drake, mm. who rap about, you know, more like brutal topics sometimes at times, okay. you know, like violence and yeah. things like that. But it, the the fact of the matter is like, <laughs> that's completely yeah. out of his lane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't know. But you'd also mentioned like, kind of like, what do you, what's the purpose of making the art? Yeah. And, you know... I kind of wonder that too sometimes because mm. there there was a time when I was like movies are made to be enjoyed and okay. that's it and okay. I think sometimes movies require more than just your entertainment okay absolutely and I think about the movie Stalker mm. and the director of that movie you know people had such mixed reactions when that movie came out and yeah. he said I don't care like I, I'm only yeah. directing for and he was in like for Mark Bergman oh, okay. and Akira Kurosawa. He was like, those are the two people I make movies for. Yeah. And it was just such like a interesting statement. Yeah. And he made, you know, I mean, Stalker is a masterpiece. Okay. One of the greatest okay. movies ever. And, you know, the fact that he said that was just very interesting. I think a lot of movies, like, maybe they aren't necessarily made for entertainment, but they just require more of you. And then we come to that question of like, um, so when, whenever making a movie, you have to have a big budget a company back you up, right? So it was, was it was like Paramount or or Universal or something like that. And what they want is is money, right? They could care less mm -hmm. if you're you know you're spilling your 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 childhood in a movie. They could care less. They want the money. So that's where we have like these superhero movies, right? And they're having like big budgets oh and gosh. crazy opening weekends and stuff like that. Now is that art? Yeah, yeah, it's art. It is, you know. Yeah. Um, but does that make it better than Stalker? Does a Spider-Man movie make it better no, than Stalker? Absolutely not. Okay. I, it's just, 
there's more widescreen appeal to it. They're yeah. good movies, yep. but you know, I wouldn't necessarily say they're my type of movie that okay. I would go out of my way to go see. Right, right. Um, but I still respect them. Of they're course, still, they're still well done. So is it so? So maybe we're getting down to the the definition of art. Is it how it makes the the person feel after the fact? Like if you leave Stalker, right? You leave in the theater. You're like, oh, you know, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know if it's like thoughtful or like a cliffhanger. I don't know what it's about, right? But does it leave you thinking like, yo, that was crazy? Like you know the way that this character did that. Like for Fight Club, you used to watch Fight Club, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about Fight Club just because I <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Is um you know it's like I'm that's a for at least for me that was the very first movie I've ever seen where I was like whoa like I couldn't I couldn't believe a movie could make me feel that type of way or a story can make me feel that type of way before mm-hmm. that it was just a bunch of you know superhero like action movies whatever you know you just leave the movie that was a cool jump he did and that's about it but with Fight Club I was like I couldn't believe I invested all this time believing that there was two characters two main characters but in reality it was just one and his alter ego mm-hmm. right and I, I just couldn't stop thinking about that movie so I feel I believe that movie it's in itself had a big impact on me as like an art whereas you know Spider-Man movies like okay that was cool that he came out and then I go to sleep you know like nothing mm-hmm. I think that's better art right I guess like the impact it leaves on the viewer or the yeah the customer mm-hmm. I think like the, the reactions are important yeah it's difficult to say what what is and isn't art though I think you know people there was that one artist that just taped a banana to a wall and it was art and somebody came and ate it yeah you know it's so difficult to say what it actually is you know I mean even um I'm blanking on the name there was a Russian there was a Russian philosopher that talked about it and like he said like part of it was like a religious aspect Mm. but that obviously doesn't hold up as much anymore so it's very hard to say what is art now yeah so what was he saying about religion that was religion art or what, uh, what was this he was saying something along the lines of art is like religiously expi- inspired in a way mm, okay and it's moral it's moral my okay. art is moral it's tied into morality okay but more of a religious morality yeah and then i'm completely blanking leo tolstoy i think yeah yeah tolstoy yeah. i think mm-hmm. that's i think that's who it was yeah yeah but the way he talked about art was pretty much like that was one of like the three main facets of what art is yeah so. Morality. Hmm. Interesting, dude. Interesting. Interesting. I think that kind of got turned on its head, though. You know, the surrealists kind of just like completely yeah, turned I mean, it on its head. It's hard to say what morality yeah. is. Because you, you can define, we could, we could spend as much time as we want defining <laughs> art, but it's like somebody could easily come and just flip that over on yeah. us. And they'd be just as right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Purpose and then art. Purpose within art. Making art. Purpose within art. I don't know, man. I mean, there's, there's a lot to talk about there because it's so it's so subjective, right? Mm-hmm. And like, like, you know, back to what we said earlier, like those people that, you know, can't pursue their purpose or what they believe is purpose because of, you know, just opportunities aren't there. Like they could care less about this conversation right now. You know, it's like that, that they haven't seen any of those movies. They could care less. Like they're just trying to survive. So at that point, you know, is that not art to them? It, so it's so yeah. I mean, just art's subjective. There's just no no way around it. There's no way you can prove that something is something is not mm-hmm. art, because um, everybody would would have a different opinion of it. Um, but that's just that's just unfortunate too, because you know I feel like 
with the art that I like, I feel like so much passion towards it. I feel so much fulfillment mm-hmm. from watching or listening to it or whatever. Um, and and the, the fact that some people can't get that same fulfillment is <laughs> not unfortunate, but it's like, I, I wish that they have their own form, right? I wish that they could find their own, you know, love for art, if you will. Mm-hmm. And not everybody does it. And I know some people that just like have no interest in, in any of that. They just kind of live their life to like work, to eat, to feed their family, and to them, like in their world, that that's all they need. Not to say I'm better or anything like that. Maybe they're right, but I don't know. I don't know. Watching a flick here and there, like, really makes me feel alive. Like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm spending time on something else that someone else made with their or you know, hopefully they made it with the intention to like inspire, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 I felt that way. I felt that, that um, yeah, that way. So, you know, I, I feel like their mission was accomplished. But to all those people that could care less, it's like, yeah, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting, dude. It's interesting. The interpretations vary so much of everything, yeah. too. So it's like, sometimes it's very hard to watch movies with people that are very different from you because yeah. their, their interpretations are so yeah. just different, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, that's, that's very true, dude. That's very true because... I mean, sometimes with, like, movies especially, like, I, there'd be times, like, a movie's coming out, and, like, you know, A24, the production company, mm-hmm. like, if a movie of theirs comes out, like, I have very few friends where I'd be like, yeah, this person, you know, I really want this person to go watch it with me. For the most part, I'd be like, if they can't, then I'll just go watch it by myself, right? Because I, I would really enjoy a movie like that, you know, like, thoughtful and provoking and and maybe um, cliffhangers and, and um, mysterious or something like that, psychological thriller or something mm-hmm. like that. And some people just aren't interested in that stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I think some people are just like, they have different interests and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's just, fine. It is crazy to think that people are just so, <laughs> so different. Yeah. You know, you think like what you think just makes sense so much to yourself. And then like to talk to somebody else, you're like, oh, that's actually not Me. what they think at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, everyone's just so different. You know, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, that's, maybe that's what keeps it spicy in life, right? Like mm-hmm. meeting these different people. Maybe someone that's like really into something that I haven't found yet or we haven't found yet. Mm-hmm. And then they bring you on to that. And you're like, well, this is really crazy. Yeah. And I mean, I, I hope for that all the time. You know, I love to spice it up every once in a while with, uh, with new forms of, of media. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Concerts, music, movies, right? This, this stuff for me is, is crazy. It's crazy for me. I find a lot of purpose in that as well, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, like listening to that stuff or listening to new albums or, or someone like sending me an artist like, hey, you'll love this guy. Like, whenever someone recommends me an artist because they think that I'll love them, like I'll start, I'll start like, on the right foot with that artist. Like, I instantly kind of like, start liking it. Whether, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if I would have found them on my own, I'd be like, oh, he's mid or she's mid. Mm-hmm. But had someone or since someone told me that I'd like them because from what they know of me, then I instantly have like a. They start like at seven out of ten, right? Like no mm-hmm. matter what the music is, and I have a, I have a couple artists I think that you'd like, man. I'll, I'll send you. Mm-hmm. You might already know them. You might already know them. I'll send them to you. Who uh, are they? Um. So I'll have this. You know how whenever on you have Spotify, right? Yeah. So you know how like you, you listen to an artist, and once like the album's over, like you'll start like recommending some like similar artists. There's this one called Ah Man. I might butcher the name. I mean, I know how to say it. I just don't know if it's the right one. It's like Manhattan. Club, club. Um, I'll send it to you, man. Road Club or something like that. <laughs> no, I've never heard of them. Yeah, man. dude, it, they're crazy. And yeah, 
they're the aquatics you've heard of the aquatics right oh okay okay that that is for sure a name of one of them yeah this is good stuff man i heard that i heard that one song it's called walk on by i believe and man i was just i was on replay walk on by walk on by is the one that goes like walk on by i don't think that no there's no lyrics there's no lyrics oh there's no lyrics yeah, yeah. no lyrics man it's it's good it's good but that stuff keeps me on my toes man i love finding new music like that and i feel like we have similar mu- t- music taste mm-hmm. so um keep me posted on anything you find but that that's i'm telling you man there's just so much joy in, in me finding like that and then like going to like record stores and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like seeing like an album i haven't seen in a long time or like an, a vinyl like oh you know what i would really like to listen to this vinyl um in a room chilling some candle on or something like that and listening to music on vinyl is crazy man it is crazy i'm not talking like drugs or anything right but yeah exactly you because you can't skip any songs right so Mm -hmm. like you listen to the the way the artist whether he or she made it like that or just decided to place the songs in that order like pink floyd i feel like they have like a Uh, lot yeah a lot of thought on whatever you know what song goes next and and to me like those those albums just hit man those albums just hit any album that i can listen to straight through is like an instant hit for me yes yes and yeah nowadays that's not a thing dude why do you think that is why do you think that artists today um and they still you know reorder their songs uh, whenever the album is released but i don't feel like there's like you don't have to listen to that direction that um in that order whereas Mm -hmm. like song or artists from like i don't know 20 years plus um, like listening to the whole album as a whole and in order was the only and right way to do it. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is that, that, that kind of a, is a lost art, if you will? I think it, it's pretty clear to me that things are just changing in a way that yeah. people people's attention spans are shorter, first of all. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. more importantly, like you, it's so much easier to sell a song than, you know, you said, like, yeah. why aren't people doing it anymore? It's like people are doing it. Okay. But you don't hear about them because who wants to listen to a whole album these days? If That's you can true. hear one song on TikTok, yeah, then you know you'll listen to that song and find that artist. Yeah. But if if a song is relying on the context of an album, it's gonna be much harder yeah. to sell yeah. that song. I mean, That's think true. about "To Pimp a Butterfly" versus "Damn." Yeah, you know, "To Pimp a Butterfly" is a masterpiece. Yeah. one of the greatest albums ever made. Yeah, but "Damn's the one that won the Grammy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, did both of them win a Grammy? Uh, I not the best rap album of the year. I believe it was just damn. Yeah, I, I believe it was so just too. damn. It might have won like a Grammy for like a song, perhaps uh-huh. you know, rap song of the year or something, or video music video of the year. You know, there's so many, but um, I want to say damn was the one that won the rap yeah. album of the year. But now that you know, we we can talk about the Grammys too, just just for a second, just because I also feel like they kind of felt bad that they they fucked uh, they messed up and they knew that Kendrick you know deserved it for that album. Um, and they're like, you know what? We really messed up that last year whenever it came out. We kind of have to give it to him now, regardless of what he puts out. Because, you know, without a doubt, you know, us being fans, Kendrick fans, you know, we, we'll admit that To Pimp a Butterfly is way better than Damn. Mm-hmm. But Damn won the, the Grammys. So, like, mm-hmm. in, the, in the Grammys, you know, defense, they'll be like, yeah, he won an album. It just wasn't for the right one that we think. But, you know, he still won one. So, you know now I'm wondering did, I, did Pimp Butterfly actually win a Grammy because I, I know oh, Good Kid Mad City was the one that lost to Mac, Macklemore okay okay but I'm thinking like am I able to can I google oh, during yeah, the podcast I got you I got you right here Jamie bring it up <laughs> to Pimp a, win a Grammy 
It won. Oh, it did. Yeah, it says uh, including a win for best rap album and an album of the year nomination. Oh, did Pepper Butterfly won both? Yeah. Oh, this is embarrassing. Yeah, the, but I guess like in general, I, people <laughs> think "Damn" is the better album. But I, I think like yeah, no. a lot of that's because "Damn" is just full of songs that you can play one off. It is, yeah. And it's true. I mean, it's a lot catchier. But I think "To Pimp a Butterfly" demands more of the audience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's a lot to ask for nowadays. Because like you said, we we have that music on TikTok where it's like instant gratification, like. And it's the beat too. It's like I'm sorry. It's a drop of the, that mm-hmm. one song. The song might be like three minutes, but we only know about 25 seconds of the song because of TikTok. Mm-hmm. I don't have TikTok, but I, I, you know, I've seen those clips where it's like the, the catchiest part of the song. Like you know, this sounds like a good song. Let me go check it out. And it starts all stupid. You know, it's like I don't care for that part. You know, get to the good stuff. And then you know, I lost instant you know interest in that artist as a whole because of it. So maybe because it's instant gratification for a lot of artists, we also are a little bit harsher on it if it doesn't give us that instant gratification mm-hmm. instantly, right? And then there's yeah. artists like, you know, Kendrick Lamar, where you have to invest. Like, you just yeah. can't, like, you won't be in there like, this is incredible, I can listen to this one song forever. Like, you know, you kind of have to, like, go deep into his, you know, discography and find out, you know, what where is he coming from? You know, what has he gone through? Because you're interested, right? Like, you mm-hmm. want to know about more about the guy and his experiences, and to do that is only by listening to albums as a whole in order. And a lot of artists is like, like you said, it's just like one hit, one hit, one hit wonders, but a whole album worth, right? Like it's like no matter which way you listen to it, backwards, forwards, or just pick whatever you want, like their intention is to to grip you on like catchy sounds mm-hmm. and whatever, right? not not no real intellectual and and thoughtful um, mm-hmm. reasoning. I don't know. I, I'd say that there's no. Um, music order or a chronological order anymore it's just because i don't know if artists care that much anymore if artists care that much yeah i mean i know there's artists that do yeah. you're right there's definitely no i see you know there's, i'm sure there's the batch you know krungbin i'm sure because their stuff mm-hmm. kind of goes with the flow with as well but i'm sure that also also there's artists like don't really consider the music art anymore it's almost like they're kind of in there for that money to make the you know the pension real quick and mm-hmm. then they're out I mean that. I mean that's just the case with a lot of artists too. Like you know, not everybody's in the game, quote unquote, um, for as long as they wish. So sometimes like you know, we have to put these hitters out now, if you know, mm-hmm. before we lose traction. And uh, it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. Um, but maybe maybe the uh, the standards low now. I don't know. I think the the standards just it's it's much higher for artists, but it's not not the right standard. Like mm. you, you don't have to make it music that's as brilliant but it just needs to be but needs to be like twice as catchy it needs to be like Mm. incredibly catchy because now anybody can make music and that's really opened up a whole wormhole yeah the internet's really changed everything as we know i mean prior to mass communication across the world and everything we had like eras that were you know 50 to 100 years long yeah Whereas now it's like every 10 years is like an entirely different cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah. And that just kind of all falls with technology really. Mm-hmm. Um, and as fast as technology grows. But now we're also like in a time where like everything's kind of blending, don't you think? Where like yeah. BTS, for example, like, you know, they're here. I think they're touring here in the United States right now. It's like, they, they used to be like, you know, just 
I believe they're from South Korea. So they must have, I don't, I don't know their history or anything, but they must have just been like South Korean artists for about maybe like three years before they became like worldwide known and now they're touring the, the world. Whereas mm-hmm. like before, like, you know, maybe like the Beatles, it took a while for them to like cross the pond and become like, you know, world artists over here in the United States. Well, maybe not, maybe, <laughs> maybe they're a bad example. I think they kind of hit it off pretty quick. But maybe some someone like uh, like Joy Division or something like that. Maybe they never got the chance to come over here, and and become like world known because mm-hmm. that technology wasn't you know up to or up to these standards that we have today. Where like we're able to buy their CDs now. You know, mm-hmm. back then it was just kind of like you know Liverpool or Manchester, wherever they're yeah. from, and technology is kind of like I don't know if it's the culprit or to be thanked for, but now we kind of have like a mix of everything and everybody and, and music and cultures all over the place because of technology we're living in a very strange time because like we have music we have like millions and millions of songs but they're all from within the past hundred years Mm. everything before that we're missing we have like one thousandth of human history and music ready and the rest is just a complete mystery this is the first time we've actually been able to start making it so to an extent, I almost think like it's it's kind of speeding up the cultural changes, mm, yeah. you know, because we we have, we have to create something new. You can't just keep keep making the same yeah. music, yeah. And so every year, it's a completely different yeah. type of music. Yeah. And not only that, but even with with movies and everything, the, the envelope is just constantly being pushed. Yeah. And we, you know, I don't know how that's going to affect us. And we have this whole thing where it's <laughs> like. You can't be yeah. content with anything anymore because yeah. it's like you need something new. Like yeah. I need, yeah. I need my media fill like ASAP. Now, I'll be like devil's advocate for a second and say that film moves a little slower than music. Um, yeah, I can get with that because. Maybe because music's so fast, or like it's three minute songs, right? Three four minute songs. Yeah, the production value is a lot lower. Yeah. Than music. Oh, for sure, for sure. But with movies, like, I get I get worried with movies because at least it's for the future of it, right? Because, you know, for, for one perspective, uh, the the whole action and and you know money making side of, of movies, you know, the whole like um, Marvel Cinematic Universe, like what's next of that, right? Now that they you know they went crazy big, you know they got a-list actors for days you know millions and millions of dollars spelled, spent on on sets and whatever for this you know infinity war um uh two parts that came out about what two or three years ago now um or last year or something like that what's next after that i mean that just i don't know what's what is next how, how can you beat that i'm sure they will but will it be better i don't know right and then we have movies from like casablanca from like the 50s and 60s like till that still holds up to today right and ever since then, we have had great movies, maybe even better movies, right? But it still holds up to that standard, right? Whether, but it's not because the technology was so crazy, but the storytelling was so good. It mm-hmm. has nothing that had been seen at that time. And since then, we haven't had you know anything similar. Maybe some similar stuff, but it just didn't hold up because the original was so good. Now... Let me ask you, how do I say this? (sighs) 
no, I, I lost the dude. I lost it. I wanted to ask you, like, like with Casablanca being so old and it's still holding up, like, is it worth redoing? <laughs> Probably not, I right? I don't like, think so. It's hard it's, to, I mean, you wouldn't see, like, a Godfather reboot, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's difficult to say that any, any classic like that is yeah. worth rebooting. Yeah. You know, it's possible. I mean, if somebody could bring enough of a twist to it, that's but acceptable. But are you beating a dead horse at that time, you know? It's like, it's already been done just fine. Like, we aren't requesting another. But then we also live in a time where everything's getting reboots, right? Mm-hmm. Or live actions, right? The cartoons are getting live actions. Or like, you know, it was, you know, uh, what was it? Lion King was just fine as, yeah. as a cartoon. Like, it was, you know, okay cartoon-looking animation, whatever. But for what we wanted or what we knew mm-hmm. at that time was perfect, you know? Why would you make come you know come over here and make a live action? You know what's next, up next? Uh, Aladdin came out too. I, I don't watch this stuff. I don't watch yeah. this stuff. But um, it's just money grabbing, dude. We live in a society yeah. where it's like, what makes the most money right now? And you know, oh, so many people were interested in Lion King when it came out like twenty years ago. Let's go ahead and make a live action with all this new CGI and stuff like that. And I'm sure it's gonna hit. I don't know if it did. I want to say it didn't, but I'm not sure. And ah, man. Well, we live in such a fast world, man. Are you disgusted? <laughs> Am I disgusted? <laughs> Are you yeah. disgusted? Are you like, like, dude, why do we live in this world? Like, we have to have everything and everything right now. I think it's because everything is available. Yeah, yeah. Everything wasn't available like that before. Yeah. You know, we can go to a supermarket and get yeah. everything we need for food. Yeah. Then we can, while we're at the supermarket, we can order whatever we want for the next day off Amazon. Yeah. We can, we yeah. we're in an age where everything is immediate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the sixties, you had to go to a movie once and you're like, well, I saw that movie and yeah, probably never going to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now you can own the movies, stream them every yeah. day. Over and Pirate over and over. them. Yeah. You, everything's, everything's, everything's about immediate gratification because everything's immediate. Yeah. Everything's available immediately. So Damn. that's kind of, messed up unfortunate dude that's kind of the goal of being present though just kind of shutting that all away yeah you know it's hard to be present though that's why you know monks and people people that are buddhist generally try and give away most of their possessions in order to not have that physical attachment and be grounded yeah yeah it's hard to be present though jesus man jesus and I was I was gonna ask you like what do you think is the, the big the biggest fault or why is it that we are so uh, so non in the present but it's got to be technology you know and and envy right like you know getting on Instagram and seeing like you know uh, a famous person mm-hmm. uh, whether you like them or not like you know they're in the beach and then the next day you know they're in Paris now they're over here like you feel like you have to do the most like you oh man you know I got to start working man I got to start saving up man just so I can do this and that and and then post it on my Instagram and see what the feedback I get and hopefully it's the same as them and and when it's not you feel all depressed and stuff like that it's like man come on what am I doing wrong and it's like dude just relax just well, relax yeah at least like a level of like uh, anxiety about achieving yeah. those goals to be on par with your peers and yeah. everything yeah. and that that kind of sucks but it's yeah. you know it's part of it um, it is complicated though like being in the present is just we're so such a hard thing. I mean, there's so many things going against us with like, I mean, you know, death scrolling where you yeah. just scroll forever on yeah. your phone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a victim of that. I do that all the time. You know? 
So yeah. it's just hard. It's difficult. You yeah. Know, there's so much content to available. snap out of it. Yeah. Like, how can you just slow down and just enjoy the moment? And it's funny because, like, on Instagram, back to that death scroll, and like on Instagram, it used to be like chronological, right? So, you know, you get to a point where, like, okay, I've already seen that. So I've already seen what I've caught up to. Now mm-hmm. it's to the point where, like, once they know that you haven't seen a post from like three days ago, they'll toss it up there. So you're like, oh, I haven't seen this. When did this come out? Like, three days ago. Like, why is it coming up mm-hmm. after a post that just came out 20 minutes ago? It's like, oh, because you haven't seen it. So you can keep on scrolling. And find some more stuff. So it's lucky that I saw when it came out. If not, I'll be like, "Oh, that's crazy. Let's go to the next one." Instead of just having mm-hmm. like the picture that was that was posted maybe thirty minutes, twenty minutes ago that I did see, be like, "Okay, I saw this already. I'm gonna shut it off." Mm-hmm. They they're crazy on on how they 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 program this stuff so that you can just keep on being interested. The and, algorithms are horrifying. Yeah, TikTok and Instagram, the reels yeah. ones. Well, the reels, the Instagram ones, not. As, as good, it's not oh, as good. Honestly, okay. I don't get. I don't get. I get so many random videos yeah, on Instagram yeah. reels. TikTok can be bad. Like sometimes, I'm like, how did this possibly end up? Yeah, yeah. On my, on my, on my algorithm. Yeah. But yeah. then, uh, other times, I'm like, this is like right up. This is like exactly what I needed. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. TikTok's bad, man. It's like I, I can don't stand have there it for like an hour straight. It, it's bad. It's, I always hear that stuff, and from everybody that has it, I hear the same thing. Now, not to say I'm special or cool that I don't have it, but um, how is it that it's so interesting? So from from what I my, my naive perspective, TikTok is just like people dancing and stuff like that, you know. No, there's a ton of stuff on there. <laughs> I get all kinds of crazy content. And it's like, you know, it's all short form, like yeah. one minute at most. It's usually like ten yeah. seconds, yeah, fifteen seconds, and it's completely random. You can get like anything, yeah. You don't have to search. You yeah. just keep scrolling. Yeah. So even if you find something you don't like, you keep scrolling, and then that updates the algorithm. Yeah. So eventually, you're just getting things that are like perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And if you like something, that's it crazy. will show up. Like post similar to that will show up. One thing, one problem I have though is if I see something like crazy, like uh, it'll like and I rewatch it, I'm just like, what? Like, how did this end up on here? <sighs> then I'll get targeted by it again. Yeah. So that that's where I don't that's why i don't like it because i'll get some crazy content now let me ask you this man just to wrap this up from what you know about social media from your perspective your answer from what you know about social media is it or is it not helping you find your purpose Mm, i would say it's not okay but i don't think that is the purpose of social media oh agreed agreed it allows you to connect to people but i don't think it's related to purpose. Okay. So, so do the way you see social media is just more of like a, uh, you know, entertainment, just like real quick, just gonna check out what's going on. I'm out. More or less, yeah. yeah. Just to connect with people. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a healthy way to looking at it. Some, it can help you achieve your purpose. Oh. So, but I don't think it helps you find it. Okay. okay. Well, I guess it could for both, but. Yeah, there can be situations where it could help you find it just because like maybe there's like an outlet you don't know about and then you know you come across mm-hmm. it and oh I didn't know this was a thing um, job hunting but that's not social media that's more just like I don't know using the internet right mm-hmm. uh, for me I think social media hmm it's fun dude it's fun but it could also be like depressing and, and anxious you can give you some some anxiety and stuff like that like like you said like comparing to comparing yourself to your peers right mm-hmm. are you are you doing the most right oh my and, gosh. and can you do more and why aren't you doing more 
And like those are the things that like, damn, dude, like I really got to step back. <laughs> Once you start thinking about that, you like you know you went That's too deep. That's when you start spiraling. Yeah, and you're like, no, I got to get out of here, man. Like, you know, and you've taken like a couple like uh, breaks from social media, and dude, I respect you for that. I, I've been thinking about one, not because like I'm in a bad place or anything, just like I really want to like freshen up, mm-hmm. right? And like maybe read a book for those like 20, 30 minutes that I'm not that I don't read, but you know, spend some time something else. Maybe walk my dog a little bit more. Spend yeah. more time at the gym. Um, look at some like. I don't know, uh, diets or something like that. Like just other stuff that can, you know, help me even if it's just for a fraction of my life, like a little bit more of mm-hmm. happiness or talk to a cousin that I haven't talked to for a while or something like that. And, and how'd you do that, dude? How'd you do that? Or, or did you have to do that? I think I have, yeah. I had to do it. Sometimes yeah. I'm just like losing my mind. Yeah. yeah. You know, I struggle with mental health pretty hardcore. Yeah. So it's like, sometimes I'm just like, you know, I need to do this. I'm gonna like absolutely. And how much that did that help uh, getting off of social media, or just taking a break from it? Not a good amount. Yeah. But sometimes I need it. You know, especially for work and oh, things yeah. like that, or if I want to connect with people. Of course. Um, sometimes social media is the only way to do that. I try to avoid it. Lately, I've been using it a lot, but and lately I've also been spiraling. So, okay. it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> I don't necessarily need to. I'm not at the point yet where I'm like, I need to get off because yeah. I'm like losing my mind. But, of course, of course. Um, I don't know. It's not bad. I don't I don't mind it too much. It's, not, it's a lot of the negativity I used to get from it. I'm not getting as much. Okay, that's good. That's good. But now some, of the, it... some of the political stuff just drives me nuts. Mm. Yeah, that'll do it, dude. Just because, well, maybe is it, Maybe like bad political stuff that like you follow people or, or you're talking about like the war? Oh, I'm sorry. People's opinions sometimes yeah. just drive me nuts. Yeah. So it's just like the people that you follow sometimes just be saying some stuff that that's just not, yeah. It'll be things that aren't factual or yeah. things that are just completely misrepresented. Is that Facebook? Um, <laughs> Facebook especially. Yeah. That's where like you have all like your high school classmates yeah. that okay. like yeah. never left their hometown yeah. and just yeah. have not like opened their eyes to different yeah. opinions at all. Yeah for their entire lives and they just have these ridiculous thoughts it's the kind that would share like a meme and use it as like a factual source yeah oh it's embarrassing <laughs> it's just embarrassing oh man that'll do it dude that'll do it well my man thank you for coming dude thank you for coming of course coming. um my, my my boy Matt here he uh I always call him my boy my boy Matt my here boy, is, Matt. He, he's he's a he knows a lot of stuff about a lot of things, so we'll definitely have him back because um, the World Cup is coming later this year, and there's just some questions I have for him um, regarding that and 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 that uh, area of uh, of study. But nevertheless, man, I appreciate you coming, man. I did you finish it. your drink though? I didn't. That's a good call. You did you? Check it on camera. I already finished mine. Cheers, bro. Cheers. There we go. That's when we end it. It's good stuff, man. But. Thank you for coming, bro. We'll have you back soon. Sounds good. Do we shake hands or anything at the end? No, we kiss, bro. We oh, we kiss like after the camera. On the lips, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, cheeks to start. Okay. And then we'll got it. We'll move to the side. Okay. All right, broski. You take it easy, man. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, bro. See you later. All right, bro. All right. I'll lock. <laughs> All right, bro. Oh shit! It got hot. Dude. It was hot as fucking here.